I don't know if you can relate. When somebody wants to crawl under my skin, when somebody wants to upset me, one of the best ways they could speak down at, at me, speak down to me or speak at me, is, is to call me one word. Call me one word. And I don't know if you can relate, if there's like a word that just gets into your heart and soul. But maybe it's just because I'm a short guy and I've grown up my entire life being short. And so, you know, the big tall guys have like looked down at me. But if people call me the buddy word, the, the buddy word, buddy word, it just, oh, there's something inside of my body that wants to fight. And I don't fight because typically they're like six feet taller. And, and this is not like Buddy the Elf, you know, kind of thing. Because Buddy the Elf is pretty, pretty awesome. And but, he's tall. And he's tall. But here's what I know about words. People who say that words don't matter, they are absolutely crazy. Because mm -hmm. words have the power to bring life to you or they have the power to destroy you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're going to talk about today on episode number Three. Three. Well, welcome to the Speak with People podcast. My name is Jason Rates. I am your host. And I'm joined today by a very special co-host, Rebecca Rates. Hello. Are you calling me Becca? Oh, would you rather I, Becca? I usually go by Becca. At school, I would always go by Rebecca because okay. it was easier or at work. But I usually go by Becca. How often do you get the, oh, Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A? All the time. It's most of your life. I always have to spell it. If I don't spell it, people always do B-E-C-C-A or sometimes C-K-A. Oh. Leave the H out. So if you booked a ticket, a plane ticket, and someone spelled it B-E-C-C-A, you're in trouble. Yeah, because yeah, that doesn't match my ID at all. Doesn't at all. Well, thank you for joining me today. Uh, could you just, like in a nutshell, tell us a little about yourself? What, what has brought you to this place? What has brought me to this place? Well, Jason is my father. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you are child number one. I am child number one, the oldest You're of the oldest. five. You have a lot of kids. I do have a lot of children. Um, I am a recent college graduate. I have wow, congrats. my bachelor's of science in psychology. Wow. It did not take you as long as it took your dad no. to graduate college. Four years, the typical for me. Eight years for, <laughs> uh, for your dad. And I'm not a doctor. No. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I should be a doctor with as much school as I went to. Yeah. But here we are. Here we so are. So Bachelors of Psychology. That's why I wanted you to be my co-host today because mm -hmm. you can speak into the psychological workings of words. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> okay. You're not a doctor. You're not, not a PhD. A, not a professional. But you have watched some Netflix. So you have, oh, yeah. you have some ideas. series up the wazoo. Okay, so a few housekeeping before we hop into this episode. I just want to take a second, thank our sponsors. Uh, AFC Richmond, best of luck this upcoming season. Thank you for uh, sponsoring us. Best of luck to Coach Lasso and Coach Beard in the upcoming season. We love those two. We love them. Rebecca, all those guys, hope you do well. <laughs> uh, but on a serious note, we do want to thank Click It Media. Uh, Click It Media, would, without them, the... Speak with People podcast would not happen. And so clickitmediainc.com, digital marketing to connect your audience with the right message. They're absolutely incredible. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And then also some housekeeping. We are launching a conference in March called the Speakers Conference. The Speakers, Speakers Conference. conference. Uh, 
very, very soon, thespeakersconference.com will be live, and you'll be able to go and find out more about that. But I'm not going to say too much other than other than if you're someone who stands in front of people and communicates, whether you give presentations, you're a speaker from a stage, you're an influencer behind a screen, you know that we live in a world where distractions are an all-time high, and we're fighting for our message to be heard. Uh, the Speakers Conference will teach you a pathway that will help you become a more effective, authentic, empathetic, and captivating speaker. And really what we hope is our time together uh, will help you to grow and will help you learn how to communicate in such a way that your audience will lean in. The really cool thing about this, hosting Clearwater Beach. Clearwater. Unbelievable. I think people are probably going to skip the sessions because they'll be on the ocean. Because it's right on the beach, It's right, right on the beach. It's going to be incredible. Also, speakwithpeople.com is live. It is going. And so please go and check that out. Our online cohorts, the registrations are open. There's three different cohorts, so you can check all of that kind of stuff out. All right, that's the housekeeping. So let's get, hop right into this episode. Do words really matter? Do words really matter? I don't know, do they? I don't know. We're going to dive into that. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but this could be way too much information, maybe for our, our listeners, our audience. But because we have the father-daughter dynamic going here, uh, you know, parents, we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, one poet actually once said, parents just don't understand. But uh, is there a memory that sticks out? Ooh, this is, oof, this could be cringeworthy, but I'm okay with it. Is there a moment that sticks out where you really felt like through the course of your childhood, there's that moment that the, the time where your dad really screwed up with words, like said something to you or used words in a way that like, for whatever reason, it still hung around your soul. Ooh, this could be, this could be rough. I'm okay with it. I'm going to take a drink from my speak with people mug while I listen. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's like a specific moment that like comes to mind i think we're very similar with how we argue when we get upset oh. so i think there's a couple moments where like because we both communicate pretty similarly mm. where maybe i just felt a little dismissed trying to communicate was that was that last week are you talking about last week <laughs> i think it was two weeks ago um <laughs> But, the, like, there's not, like, a specific yeah. moment where I can remember, like, a specific phrase you said. It's more like that little moment of, yeah. oh, do my words really matter? Yeah, I understand that. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Whew. <laughs> wow. I got through it. I'm sweating a little bit. Uh, is there something on the flip end? The flip end. That you can remember? Um, I just remember growing up because you would always pick us up from school. You were always very, like, how was school today? Um, but whenever we would, uh, oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> do you, whenever, Maybe. whenever, well, there's, I think what you think I'm going with is whenever we would say, oh, it was good. You oh. would go, you can't use the word good, but you never prefaced when you asked the question that we couldn't say good. So right. then that, but, um, whenever we talked about the, if we would bring up any like accomplishments or good grades, I just, you would always say that's so amazing. You did so well. Like, I just remember like those moments of like. You really encouraged us with those. Awesome. Awesome. All right. High five. Love it. So here's the thing. Do words really matter? I can go back to when I was 16 years old. I was dating a gal. And, well, I mean, let's be honest. I dated a lot of, a lot of girls in high school. Um, actually, just one. Just one. <laughs> I was going to say, I just remember <laughs> just hearing one. about one. Just one. But 
uh, her her dad just did not like me, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I was a good I was a good guy, I think, uh, but at the time I worked at a restaurant, and he I, I I legitimately think he was a upper level business leader for Ford, so he's a, a very accomplished, you know, very put together business executive, mm-hmm. big house. I remember once he did not know I was in the living room, and he was having a conversation with his daughter in the kitchen, and he just lashed out on her about dating Jason. And I can remember sitting there on the couch hearing these words and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he said these words, you need to break up with him because he'll only ever amount to being a grease cook. Ouch. And so for the person who says words don't matter, like 16 years old, that was uh, 26, 36, 46, (laughs) 30 years ago. Wow. 30 years ago. So words absolutely do matter. And I just want him to know now that I have people who want me to cook for them because my cooking is that good. So, in your face. <laughs> anyway. In your face. But words, words matter so much. And so, especially from a faith perspective, as, especially as someone who, if you have trusted in Jesus, you've given him your life, mm-hmm. you know, scripture is very clear. The path of being a Jesus follower, words matter to God. So, we need to choose them wisely. And I'm someone who, to, to, I don't know if you can relate, I mess up a lot with my words because I have the mind of a 13-year-old mm-hmm. in a 46-year-old body. And sometimes I make inappropriate jokes or sometimes the humor gets to Beth with me. Or as good as I, I think I am with encouraging words, those moments that I'm tired or stressed or mm-hmm. weak or not healthy – my negative words are so powerful mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just horrible. It, it's just horrible. And so one of my absolute favorite Proverbs uh, is Proverbs 10, 11 and 12. And I'll read it from the message uh, translation. And it says the mouth of a good person is a deep life giving well, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. Wow. And so when I think about speak with or speak at people, when you speak with them, like your words, your mouth, your tongue, what you choose to say, it becomes this life-giving well to people. And Mm. on the flip side, when you speak at them, I mean, those words, dark cave of abuse, like that will really Mm. put it in perspective of how absolutely powerful words can be. I mean, it's just crazy. I did a little research. My eight, my eight years of college. Your eight me, years of college. My eight years of college taught me. That does not include my the half of the MBA that I worked on. So I am an MBA. I don't want to say dropout because I didn't drop out. I just put it aside. I put <laughs> just, it aside. I'm an you MBA. Just, you put a pin in it. I put, <laughs> put a pin in it. I put a pin in the MBA. Uh, the research that I did, I mean, basically, like most studies will tell you we speak about 11 million words a year. That is... Wow, that's a lot of words. 11 million. So in a lifetime, conceivable, it's 700 million plus words. So when you think about do words really matter, oh my goodness. Like we have this opportunity to speak mm-hmm. like life-giving words. Is there anybody you can think of? Like did anybody come to your mind as you're thinking about like the life-giving well who is just someone in your life who's been there, who has – just spoken those powerful words to you? Yeah. Um, 
some would call her my mentor, or I just call her my friend, but she's been there. She was my um, small group leader in high school, and then just through the years, we get coffee every week, and she's just always there to encourage me. And I know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Are you, I don't want to. I don't want to put a name out there because I don't know if she wants to oh, be in the spotlight. Because I almost, I almost said her name. Yeah. Yeah. I'll text her. I'll, I'll ask her later. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. She like I. That was such a joy for me as mm-hmm. being your dad to see her in your life because mm-hmm. I could see how she spoke. Yeah. Even after she moved, you guys still did coffee over Zoom. Mm-hmm. She still spoke into you. Yeah. We do those those FaceTime coffee to, coffee hangouts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Last episode. Uh, uh, the co-host then, you did not co-host that episode, but our co-host, Dennis mm-hmm. Poulet, wise, wise man, he said, words can dismantle someone's day. And I still, mm-hmm. but for a couple weeks now, I've been thinking about that. Do my words dismantle someone's day? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many powerful word choices that can either interrupt or propel, interrupt or propel someone's day. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just crazy, crazy powerful. Yeah. So for me, that guy who looked down at me and called me buddy or that moment in high school where, you know, someone referred to me in that negative way, mm-hmm. like they really do stick with you. Uh, my, my grandma, one of my grandmas, I, you didn't meet either of my grandmas, I didn't meet did either you? of your yeah. grandmas. So Grandma Ball, mm-hmm. she was like four foot four, four foot six. Uh, no offense, she's a little rounder woman. Uh, she baked a lot in the kitchen. And so uh, when you hugged her, it, it, she had like kind of Crisco on her all the time. So you'd go to hug her and you just slide down as like, <laughs> like grandma, like this is crazy. But she, she was amazing. She, it, I grew up in Detroit and so our neighborhoods were blocks. And so she would just come on her front porch and all the houses were like right next to each mm-hmm. other. And she'd just start screaming, Jason, Jason, lunch is ready. And so she'd make me lunch and I'd walk up to her house and she had an organ and she'd be playing the organ and singing. You could hear her like from, like from Mm -hmm. afar. Um, I I think back to my childhood with her and she would encourage me in such, you know, incredibly Mm -hmm. powerful ways that I know, I know that's not the norm for people. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have those family members or friends. I mean, the same way with my parents, like my parents, my mom never put a cap on what I could accomplish mm-hmm. or my ideas or dreams. Like she was just always pushing me. And my parents, so totally opposite. Mom is the like, go, 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 get it done. Dad's like the quieter, you know, let's, yeah. let's hang the cord. Which is funny because you're, you're very go, go, go like your mom. And then my mom is very quiet, go the course, kind of mm-hmm. like Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But e- either of those personalities, you remember the words that they speak because they have mm-hmm. such power. I, w- I want to read another verse. Uh, it's a bit of a, a couple verses from the book of James, chapter 3, 3 to 10. And from the message, it actually says this, a bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a mm-hmm. huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets the course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. I mean, time and time again wow. through scripture, like God is saying our words matter. Mm-hmm. Our words absolutely matter. I mean, I think so much about all the interactions with Jesus. And it's crazy that he was asked, uh, I mean, most of the research I've done 
what I can see is he was asked about 180 plus questions. And so people were coming to him. They wanted to hear him. They wanted to like, tell us, mm-hmm. tell us, tell us. Because his teaching was so different. It brought life. His mm-hmm. words were so powerful. And yet of all those 180 questions, from what I can tell from the research I've done in scripture, he only answered three of them. Wow. He only answered three of them. But the crazy thing is Jesus asked more than 300 questions to people. So he just continued to listen and ask questions and get to the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a teacher or is there a professor, someone in your life who just modeled that for you? I have quite a few. I think the the most memorable would either be my um, 11th grade English teacher or um, my professor uh, who taught my, my systems of therapy class. Mm. Because therapy... In that class, you learn, you ask a lot of questions. Like, it's not a lot of, like, advice giving. It's a lot of, like, asking questions to get someone to to reflect back on themselves. So he he taught that way. He would ask, you would ask him a question, and he would ask it back. Like, well, how do you think? How do mm. you, wh- how would you, you know, ask that? Right. So that was very, like, it gets you thinking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the frustrating thing about counseling. <laughs> I mean, it really is. And I, I have sat on my counselor's <laughs> It really couch. makes you think, and it really makes you do the <laughs> I mean, work. It really frustrates you because it's almost like they're trying to get to your heart mm-hmm. and soul about an issue. Yeah. Trying to make you realize what's going on instead of, you know, shutting it off. Just telling you. <laughs> but I love that part. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some times I walk out of my counselor's office and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, why didn't I see that? Yeah. Like, they, she asked me one question. One question. Mm-hmm. And, then and it's I'm like a, everything changes and you're like, oh. And I'm a crying mess on the couch. And I'm, why, God? Why didn't I see it? Like weeks of torment mm-hmm. or thoughts. Yeah. But those questions are so powerful. So what is, as we like realize that words matter and we choose them, maybe sometimes with that and the relationships in our lives, we just need to be quiet and listen and ask really good questions when it mm-hmm. comes to words. Yeah. I love the process of question asking. When I was 18 years old, I don't know if I'd ever read a book. I know. Because you only know dad who reads and there's books everywhere. Yeah. I do remember the story of using the same book for your book review for like three years. Okay. Let's go. But like like not a book. Maybe this is too much information for our listening audience because... We want them to think that I'm, you know, pretty legitimate. Uh, But it was four years, and the book was called Red Dog. And I used the same book and book report for fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. And it was the same school. It was this little Lutheran school, a one-hallway school, Atonement Lutheran School. No, 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 it was two schools because I went to Atonement for two years and then Fairly Christian, so I got to split up the schools. I'm <laughs> just impressed that like, you got away with it for that long. <laughs> it was awesome. I wrote, that was the same paper, too. My parents came home. Sorry. I hate when I make myself laugh because that's really lame. But my parents came home from a parent-teacher conference, and they're like, can you explain this? And they, they hand me my book report. And I'm like, that's my book report, Red Dog. Like, it's amazing. But my mom then points to the bottom of the paper, and she's like, no, can you explain this? And I was like, what? It's the bottom of the paper. She's like, Jason, you cut off like three inches from the bottom of the paper. And I was like, 
I was being creative. I was being an entrepreneur. So you just cut the bottom of the paper off because it wasn't long enough? It was, the, yes, the book report had to be one page. So I couldn't <laughs> fill it, so I cut off the bottom three inches. Wow. And then I used the same book report for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, till when I was finally caught in eighth grade by wow. uh, Miss, oh, I can't remember her name. She was a former Air Force lieutenant oh what's her name fairly christian school but she finally caught me and my parents came over wow. from the parent-teacher conference and she was like this is unacceptable you you can't you can't do this kind of things and then the story just unraveled that i i still have the red dog book oh i still have the red dog book the story unraveled that i used the same book report all those years so pretty pretty amazing i don't know what got us to that Amazing. point, why we because you that had story. said that you hadn't really read a book. Yes, until eighteen. Thank and you then very I much was like, coming back around. I do you remember that? So I was eighteen go. years old. I don't even remember who it was. Handed me Dale Carnegie's book, How to mm-hmm. Win Friends and Influence People, mm-hmm. and I read that book for the very first time. And it just like, you know, the neurons in my brain. Are there neurons in your brain? Yes. The neurons in my brain were like exfoliating. Is that the Ex- wrong word? That's no. probably not the right Synapsing. word. Synapsing. Anyways, they were popping because all of my passions around connecting Mm -hmm. with people started to come into existence. And Dale Carnegie basically just quoted scripture. I mean, so many times scripture talks about caring for people and being kind and loving Mm -hmm. them and being patient with them. And it was the same kind of thing. And that kind of set my course for how I wanted to connect with people. And that taught me so much at 18 years old to be able to sit down with people and connect with them Mm -hmm. till this day. I think I used the same pattern. I mean, how many times I have emailed someone and said, hey, I would love to get together for mm-hmm. coffee. And then I show up and I have my water bottle because I don't drink coffee. It's kind of lame. But I just, I try to ask questions and listen. Mm-hmm. And I try to catch myself because there's a great, when you're connecting one-on-one with somebody, there's a great rule. And that's the 80-20 rule mm-hmm. where you, you should try, you should try to only speak 20% of the time. And listen 80%, 80% of, the time. of the time. Same kind of thing in small groups. If you're a small mm-hmm. group leader, it's just a great principle to be able to handle. But I think that's what we see Jesus so often when all these questions are being thrown at him. And he listened, he processed, and then he, you know, he just threw out only a couple of really great questions. And so we, we've, we've got to be, if, we're, if our words are going to matter and we're going to speak words that are life-giving wells to people, mm-hmm. we've, we've got to be patient and listen and not just talk all of the time. Even though we've got 11 million words to share a year, like we've got to be cautious with those words. And I think like if we actually put on our cell phone the background, Proverbs 10, 11, and 12, the mm-hmm. mouth of a good person is a deep life-giving well, but the mouth of the wicked is a dark cave of abuse. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine every time before we wanted to say something, you got into an argument with you know, a coworker, you got into an argument with a spouse or a sibling or a neighbor, and before you lash out, you looked at that and went, oh, goodness, am I about to speak words from a life-giving mm-hmm. well or a dark cave of abuse? I mean, Proverbs eighteen twenty-one also says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Mm-hmm. So what words? We're going to mess up. Like I, can th- I could give you right now a hundred different examples of times that I've messed up with my words. Hundreds? Ma- Thousands? Oh, Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. So here, here's the thing. If you, if you have been living a pattern of using words that come from a dark cave abuse or, mm-hmm. or using words that bring 
pain or dismantle someone's day and you want to change, like today is the day to make a decision to change. And maybe you don't even realize it. Like Mm -hmm. this is the power between speaking with and speaking at someone. Go back to the last episode. We talked all about the with or the at. Mm -hmm. Like really dive into how important that with or at is. Because to speak with people or speak at them, I really believe is the foundation of healthy communication. And my hope is through speak with people that we really elevate the importance of healthy communication. Mm -hmm. In these type of relationships, you and I just sitting across the table, hanging out together, talking in the microphones. Just just chilling. Chilling. On a team, when we're doing Mm -hmm. team things together. Uh, from a stage or from behind a screen, we we can do this. And so if you've been living a pattern of using those kind of words today, the good news is today you can decide to stop. You can ask forgiveness from God. You can then do a inventory of, oh, and this is painful, the people that you have possibly hurt mm-hmm. and need to go back to and forgive them and, 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 and ask their forgiveness. Ask their forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And realize that that relationship might not ever be the same, but you can at least do that hard work and rely on the healing that God will bring and do those. Or maybe you've just been kind of calm, kind of quiet, and you you think to yourself, and I think a lot of people get into this, this, this trap. They think, my words really don't matter. Mm-hmm. What does it matter if I encourage my neighbor today? Or what does it matter if before my spouse leaves, I encourage them? Or what does it matter if, if, I, if I talk to my kids on the way home from school or not? Mm-hmm. It matters because people are so valuable and we can show them and love them and lift up their worth by speaking these powerful words into their life. So I just, I just want to finish our time by maybe giving a few examples of how you can choose to speak words. Uh, first example, uh, especially if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. The Holy Spirit will give you nudges throughout mm-hmm. the day to speak encouraging words. Do it. Like the fir- just do it. Like If you feel that nudge, there's somebody there, and you're like, I should tell that person how much they mean to me. I probably think probably more times than not, you don't because you're like, ah, they know how much they mean yeah. to me. No, do it. Tell them. Share it. Send the text. Call. Mm-hmm. Write a card. Send an email. Whatever it has to be. Carry your pigeon. Send the raven out. Whatever you got to do. Encourage them. And then two, like even do an inventory. Get out an old school journal or a, or a, a note on your computer mm-hmm. and make a list of people that you're going to start encouraging. Start with circles. The, the smallest circles, people closest to you, the bigger circle, bigger circle. And today, because words matter to God, choose them wisely, begin to speak life-filling, encouraging words to the people around you. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be amazing, especially if we did that, we lived that out. And so that's our encouragement to you for this episode. Speak with people. Speak with them, not at them. Speak with them, not Not at at them. them. Your words matter. And so I would go back and especially read Proverbs 10, 11, and 12 and think about that as you're going to mm-hmm. do that. Can't thank you enough for being a part of the Speak With People podcast family. If you're we're listening, calling it the family? we're calling it the family. All right. If you're listening, if you're enjoying it, would you please consider subscribing, leaving a review? 
and then maybe sending it to uh, five, friends. five friends. Just take the link and text, text some friends it. and be you a part of it. it. You can email it. You, you can, can do all things. You can show them. You can show them. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. And we look forward to uh, talking about speaking with people, not at them, in our next episode. Thanks. Mm-hmm.